Today's episode is brought to you by Hinge Records, building a community of artists who value creativity over competition. Hello, listeners. Just wanted to mention I've got a show coming up um, in London, Ontario at the Doghouse with a band named Warwick. They're pretty dope. You should check them out. Um, September 15th, uh, show's probably starting around 9-ish, so if you want to come check me out, you can come to that. Um, today's episode is with a member of the Factor Foundation. Uh, her name is Karina Moldovan. Factor programs provide financial support to Canadian recording artists, labels, and songwriters, publishers, event producers, and distributors. So if you are any one of those, you could definitely benefit from checking this out. I'm Van Bird, and thank you for listening. Without further delay, here's today's episode. I think I'm ready. Yes, Van. Can you tell us um, about Factor, a quick summary of what Factor does and what you do with Factor? Sure. So like Van said, my name's Karina Moldovan. I am the Communications and Stakeholder Relations Officer, a really fun long title. Um, what I do at Factor is I manage all of the, I guess, external communications, all the social medias, letting people know about our programs, going out to events, um, just kind of getting the word out there. Um, about Factor. So Factor is a national uh, half private, half um, public organization uh, that funds musicians, music companies, record labels, things like that um, to create sound recordings uh, that are hopefully commercially successful. So uh, do you want a history? Do you want me to talk about the history? Well, yeah, you can touch on the history. Like when was Factor formed? Right. So it was formed in 86, 1986. And that was when... Um, we took over administering the federal funds uh, from the government of Canada. So we get half of our money from Canadian Heritage, um, which is approximately 10-ish million dollars a year. And the other half comes from private radio broadcasters. What's, uh, what, what makes a private radio broadcaster? Like, what's the difference between, uh, say, uh, private and I'm assuming like something like CBC is not as private? No, so private means uh, Rogers, Bell, Sirius XM, um, all of those all put money into this kind of collective fund that ends up coming to factor. So it depends on what their profits and are. And then back out to artists, which is the purpose of factor uh, was that, hey, CRTC wants us to have Canadian content. We need to put money into Canadians to make Canadian content. And it's just sort of the cycle, which is where factor um, kind of sits in the middle of it, I guess. Yeah, very cool. Um, so your popular programs, you were saying, uh, based around uh, artist development and uh, can you tell us about um, yeah, artist development and like uh, the jury sound recording? Yes, exactly. Know? So you are correct. We have two uh, main popular programs. They are both juried programs. Uh, quick side note on what juried means. It means that we have a pool of jurors uh, all across Canada. There's about five, six, seven hundred, I don't have the exact number right now, of just industry professionals uh, that are experts in different genres, and they are the ones who are looking at these applications. Experts in different genres. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> um, I mean, they can be radio hosts or they can be artists themselves or they can be managers. So it's a really wide spectrum of what they do. But we do ask them to specify what their um, genre expertise is so that they're the ones adjudicating that genre of application. So you don't have like a, a rap guy looking at your folk application. <laughs> yeah, we hope not. No, <laughs> definitely not. not. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, do you want to touch on, um, for somebody who's listening, might be interested in applying can you touch on like how somebody who's never applied before might go about applying uh yeah so I'll mention that how do people apply and then what are they applying to so in order to apply to any uh factor program you need to have rated profiles uh rated profiles means that you give us your bio a uh, proof of Canadian citizenship and just kind of fill out some general information about your your band or if you're a solo artist um and we give you a what is called the general rating and that allows you to apply to these programs so um, back to what artist development and Druid Sound Recording is. Um, artist development is our smallest grant. It's $2,000. Um, and you can pretty much do whatever you want with it. Uh, the only thing you that we ask of you is that you provide us with a high-quality, unreleased, um, I don't want to say demo, but demo, one track at the end of it to show that this is what you have done with this money, even though you can take that money and use it for whatever else you want. Showcasing, touring, making a video, marketing. That's it's really up to you. Development? Artist development. Two grand, eh? Two grand, yeah. And, okay, so like, what are the judges looking for um, when they're approving that type of grant? Um, so what you submit to the judges is um, one track, unreleased track, so they actually listen to your music, which is going to stand out the most, um, and then you fill out something called an artist development plan, so that covers one year's worth of activities, um, like what is your plan in the next year with this $2,000, so you can fill in, uh, I'm going on tour, and this $2,000 is going to cover my airfare or whatever, that's fine, and you still have to fill in all the other sections like sound recording, video, showcasing, everything else to let us know what is your plan, even if you're not asking for factor funding. So what they want to see is uh, something that's realistic, um, attainable, achievable, makes sense. Um, if you're like way off and you're trying to do something super crazy that just doesn't make any sense, it's going to look really bad and it's going to seem like you don't really know like the scope of what your project is. Yeah. You're, you're gonna be given this, uh, yeah. Money. We want to ensure that we can, uh, I guess, in a way, trust that you're gonna take this money. And the point is that we want you to propel your career and do something with it, and not just it like blow it. Really. Or, yeah. You know, can't can't do that. <laughs> um. Yeah. That was so that was that's two grand. The jury. What's different about the jury sound recording uh, program? So. Um, fairly different. Uh, juried sound recording. Uh, cost that will be covered because I, I, I understand like um, different projects, especially sound recording, can get pretty costly. Um, yes. So first of all, you get a lot more money. It's forty thousand oh, dollars versus nice. two thousand. So uh, it's quite the jump. Um, and it has a lot of different components. So in artist development, we say here's two K. Do whatever you want with it. In JSR, Druid Sound Recording, um, you have to spend some money in the sound recording component, is what we call it, up to a maximum of $10,000. Other than that, you can take the rest of the money and put it either into uh, video, marketing, radio marketing, um, tour, or showcase. 
So you can use all, you can cover all of those. Sure. It's quite a bit. So it depends on what your goal is, right? You can definitely, if you have a, you're releasing an album and you want to do all of those things, you can spread that money. Minimum. You can spend a thousand on sound recording if you want. Yep. So you like you don't have to use any of the other components, but it's there for you. So once you're accepted for a JSR and you get that 40K, um, it's pretty much there. It's like set aside for you, whether you end up using it or not. Obviously, if at the end of the day you close your project and you didn't use it, that's great. That goes back into the pool, but it's always there for you. And you have, um, I think it's two years um, to start new components. So you can do your sound recording uh, and maybe not really be sure what kind of marketing you're doing yet you know, six months passes, it's released. And now you have some other plans for marketing. You come back to us, you say, Hey, I'm ready for my marketing money now. This is what I need. And then we give that to you. So it's pretty much this earmarked 40 K. No. So because it's such a large amount, um, so your two K you get as an advance. Yeah. So you, uh, assuming you ask for the full 10,000 for sound recording, you get an advance of five and then you get the remaining funds, um, at the end, like, there's a thing called a completion. Yes. And same with everything. You have to sh show your costs so that we know how much to give you. Say you submitted a completion that, like you said, has a bunch of dispensary and beer costs. We're going to take that out and you're probably not going to get the full amount because you did not use that properly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it gets taken away. So, yeah, you basically, you guys really want to see exactly where the money is going to. Yeah, you for sure. Like, yep. Uh, Everything is really detailed and specific. Yeah, it's and not. Maybe that we bought and all yep. Very, very detailed and specific. Yes. Before you audition notes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the, the the program guidelines for all these programs list out very specifically what is considered eligible and what is not eligible. So uh, ignorance is not. <laughs> uh, pleading ignorance is not an option. You you <laughs> should know. You have to look at the guidelines. And if you ever have questions, you have uh, like a. A point person at Factor that is there for you all the time. By all the time, I mean Monday to Friday, nine to five, to answer all your questions Perfect. and and yeah, they they help you through all of that. Sam, you have um, you have different profiles, right? That are graded. It's like a profile grading system. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me like what the different levels mean um, and how you guys might um, grade these different sure. profiles? Sure. Yeah. Obviously. Certain individuals are going to have more mapped out than others. Um, yeah, just like go into detail as to like what, just yeah, maybe cover. Okay. The grading. Sure. So we have three different artist ratings. The first one is general, um, which is what everybody automatically gets when you create a profile in the system. Uh, and it's important to note that like 95% of all of the artists in our system are rated general. So it's not like a low rating it doesn't mean anything it doesn't uh say anything about you as an artist um it's just kind of the entry level one where you can access a certain stage of uh programs the other ones are artists two and three so any artist can move up into artists two or three uh twice a year there's two periods where uh artist profiles get reviewed again that might allow you to move up so the difference is um to get to artist two or three you need to meet certain um I don't want to call them thresholds, but there are certain criteria that we're looking for um, that you need to have before you can move up into that level. So we look at um, your touring history, how much money do you make on tour. What do you need to, so you said 95% mm -hmm. uh, gets you 
And JSR. You can access yeah. JSR with oh, general. JSR too? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, what, what, um, what would I need, like, pre-rec to, uh, to reach, like, the general profile? Um, not much, really. You just have to exist. Uh, <laughs> you have well, to, it's, uh, yeah, pretty easy. Um, have proof of Canadian citizenship because Factor is only available for Canadians, of course. Um, that said, if you have a band where two of you are Canadian and the other two are American or something else, you're still eligible. So as long as 50% of the band is Canadian, you can still apply. Even as a solo artist as well, obviously? Well, if you're solo, it's just you. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, um, as far as, like, profiles go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does, uh, the, would the solo have... Is it, like, the same... I mean, jeez. Um, going in as a solo artist versus, like, a band, is it easier to move forward with the band or as a solo artist? Because I know like somebody like say The Weeknd would have been very independent solo by himself for quite a while. Like, I mean, so going into no, I would, there's definitely system, no difference. We don't, there's no differentiation between if you're solo or an artist. Um, I feel like that kind of touches on a point where one of the criteria that we look at for when you're trying to kind of increase your artist profile or your artist rating is a uh, team. So if you don't have a team behind you, as in like you don't have a publicist or a manager or a distributor or public, all of those things, um, it's going to reflect not badly, but it does lose you points. Right. Yeah, so if to show, yeah, to show that you have other people that support you and that you have a team in place to help you achieve these goals um, is something that we do take into account when it's when you're asking, hey, I want to move into artist two. We're going to look at your team to see who those people are. Yeah, plus because uh, like the money is also getting more spread out throughout the, the industry as a whole. Yeah, definitely. So we need to we you need to have backing of some kind for sure. Yeah, cool, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we got general, we got tier one, tier three. And is there anything beyond the, the, the third profile? Nope. So the third is uh, your maximum. That's a It's a pretty small group of artists. Um, and this does change every six months. So people don't stay in that pool for very long. They can, assuming you keep your profile updated. So a thing we like to tell artists is make sure that you use your artist profile in the factor system to... Um, keep track of your successes so when you went on tour and you did a whole bunch of dates and you made all this money put it in there and update it and save it we're not looking at it every time you update it but when the time comes that it's it's like a profile review time you know that all of your your things are updated and you have the chance to move up make sure you put in all your album sales your streams your social media numbers everything should be updated as it happens just to make life easier for you in the future so basically like factor would start you with making off that initial lump sum back into that uh, pool of cash to like further your success down the road. I mean, yeah, well, you need to, you're asking us for money and you're getting money to further your career to get more money in the end, right? Like yeah. the goal is that we want you to start, yeah, to start at general and hopefully move your way up and we want you to get to three and then we want you to graduate out of three and not need us anymore and that's kind of it right like you need to yeah reach the point where you can sustain your own career and you don't need us anymore is the ultimate goal cool yeah i think it's starting to make sense now yeah <laughs> good very clearly um, how 
companies and events can get funding through factors. Um, I know you have company-focused programs, but mm -hmm. you can also, um, if we're talking events, you guys can do, um, uh, you got, do you do sponsorships as well? Yes. And um, can you tell me also about your collective initiatives? Sure. So those are the two kind of outlier programs um, that are focused towards different organizations. So I'll start with sponsorship. It's kind of an easier one. Um, that one is sort of made for projects and events that do not necessarily fit the mandate of our collective initiatives program. So that might be certain workshops or if there's a really small collective in a city that just wants to put together a one day conference for like experimental jazz or something like that's something that we could fund so it's it's very genre specific um smaller sure like it can be a thousand dollars up to five thousand dollars it really depends on what the ask is so this is something that goes to our um sponsorship coordinator he looks at it kind of judges the merit of the project so it's it's more of an interactive um, application process where you can talk about it he might give you suggestions like hey if you did this maybe we could give you more or you know kind of helps you um, make the event or whatever workshop you're trying to, to do to be a success. Um, so that one's is sort of there for like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to apply to at Factor, but I still really need money for this really good event. You go to sponsorship and hope yeah, for the best. Like, uh, what if it was like a fundraiser maybe? Like no, definitely not. Fundraiser? No fundraisers. <laughs> so okay. It needs to be something. So a good uh, rule of thumb for us in every program um, is it needs to benefit the growth of the Canadian music industry. So when it comes to artists, of course, that's going to be your band and yourself as an artist, but for the collective initi initiatives and sponsorship, um, it's gonna be, it's in the word, it's collective, right? So it can't be to benefit one person specifically, it needs to be for the community and the industry as a whole. Um, so fundraise, I mean, we're not gonna give you money so that you can raise more money. Still no, because so then that is that. one person, right? That's one person's album. Can you give me an example, <laughs> can you give me an example of like a sponsored event? That okay. So one that happened uh, end of January in Vancouver was something called the Rise and Shine event, right. um, which was sort of came out of um, a collective out there mixed with our sponsorship coordinator who went out there to do some outreach. They met and said, hey, this would be a really cool thing to do. And it was a two-day workshop um, in one venue, um, specifically for rap, R&B, reggae, I believe. Um, so those specific genres to get uh, younger artists to come out and just learn about the industry, right? So um, it was literally a workshop where you had publishers talking about royalties, you had uh, record labels talking about what their deals are like, we had Factor was there talking about funding and what is available to them. So it was, uh, it was genre specific. And we sponsored that through yeah. sponsorship, gave them money to put this on, and it was the first time they had done it, and it was it went really well. Um, I mean, I guess that's his job to follow up on and see what <laughs> came out of it, but yeah, it's like it's not very specific. Like the money obviously goes to a lot of different places. Well, and it is, and they also uh, even the event applications are committed to us um, to give us a completion at the end to say this is what the money was spent on if you spent it on something that is not eligible. So that can cover the venue rental. It can cover paying the speakers to come out if they had to come from further away. So yeah. sound guy, yep, all of that technical stuff. So it can cover a variety of costs. It just can't be for something that didn't um, benefit the event as a whole, really. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, events. Um, that's sponsorship. Mm -hmm. So for companies, um, so we, we have artist ratings that I talked about earlier. We do also have uh, company ratings. So we fund artist managers, publishers, distributors, and record labels. They all have their own kind of slew of ratings that they can get depending on various criteria that is too much to get into right now. Um, yeah, but they can access um, actual business funding. So we have business travel and business development. So business travel is like, I need to go to South By because I have four of my artists performing there. So you're going to go to South By and have meetings. We will ask you, who are you meeting with? What are you doing? Like, what is the kind of business benefit that is coming out of this trip? So you can get um, funding for that to cover your flight, hotel, things like that. Yeah, if I was a record label and I needed mm -hmm. to travel to a, yep. a, a different city to... So yeah, you guys can... That would, uh, how would that differ from, say that's, it's not quite an event, but you're sponsoring the, uh, sorry, not sponsoring, whatever. Funding. You're funding, like, a trip. So how would yeah. I access that funding? You just, you would have a company rating with us already. So you're an existing so you record label. You have a profile. That's all there. Um, you can apply for business travel any time throughout the year as long as it's before your trip so it can be the day before and you don't get that upfront, right it's a subsidy depending on how far you went how long you stayed how many of you went and all of that kind of comes back so it's really it's not going to cover your trip but it's going to help bring some relief to the cost of having that trip in the first place um and same with business development well i guess not same with but with that one it's um you can apply twice a year only, which is new as of this year. It used to only be once a year. Um, and that is for actually putting money directly into your business. So say you're a really small record label and uh, you're just starting out and obviously you need funds and you need money to kind of grow it. Um, this would be for like implementing a new accounting software or something, right? Like something that is going to, again, not be artist specific. It can't be just to help one of your artists. It has to be to help the business as a whole. Um, and it needs to be a project that has an end goal. So we're not going to pay for your rent at your office uh, or like the slew of staples orders that are coming in or whatever else you're doing. So recording studios cannot get factor funding, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, no. So... I'm actually pretty unsure. Say you're a record label and you want to have your own in-house studio and that's a project that you need some funds for. Uh, I'm not totally sure. I feel like I'd have to get back to you on that. But um, that's kind of, you know, there's always, there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of gray area. We have discussions about these things literally every single week. We get together. Okay, what kind of weird things have come out of this week's like pile and they go over, okay, is this eligible? Is this not? Our guidelines change very frequently because it is such a kind of, always changing industry that weird things come up all the time so yeah, it's not it's 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 not black and white I just want to say whenever people are like oh factor doesn't give funding for <laughs> this one thing ask us let's talk about it let's see what we can do and we're always open to to talks like that mm -hmm. um, did we talk collective no I didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> collective initiatives yeah so this one um so this has four different components. Um, two are very kind of government mandated, uh, which I'll breeze over. One is pretty much for uh, English speaking and performing artists that live in Quebec. That's it. That's only only for them. 
Um, another one is export showcase production. So it's getting artists who obviously are Canadian to go and showcase internationally, which is um, the government and factors main goal and mandate right now for the past year and into the coming years is international export. Um, and then we have digital marketing. So export means it's like we are exp our product that we're exporting is artists, Canadian artists, and we want them to leave Canada. You're exporting artists to an international level? Yep. Going to Germany for Reeperbahn, going to South by Southwest in Texas, right? Those are all, uh, yep. And you, I mean, they have to be uh, like industry showcases, right? A showcase is not playing a festival. A showcase means that the audience is uh, is made up of industry professionals that might be buyers or publicists or managers or record labels that are then going to bring, possibly bring, um, like the potential of, of a deal or some kind of relationship with that Canadian artist that connects them then to Germany, to the States, to France or wherever they're going. It's, yeah. <laughs> I sort of know. <laughs> um, let me. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's not uh, the easiest thing to grasp. I've worked here for three years. It'll be three years in a couple weeks. Um, thank you. Uh, thankfully, I started out at the front desk, meaning I got a million questions a day and phone calls and emails. So having to force yourself to learn the answers and then answer these people in more layman's terms, right? Like not just spouting out the guidelines to them. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, because reading through it, it's very overwhelming and I totally get it. And it takes, it, do, it does take a while to, to get it all. Yeah, and I feel like anybody getting into it, it's just a matter of uh, being consistent and uh, just keeping your goals in mind. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. So you guys don't uh, host any specific uh, events for artists and musicians, but you guys do like travel uh, workshops and you go to conferences to um, sort of spread uh, factors resources out. Yes, exactly. So we don't generally host our own events. Um, we like to partake in other people's events that they put on with our money. So if you are getting sponsorship or uh, collective initiatives funding from us, um, kind of part of the contract is that we will attend your event and have some kind of say. Um, so either we'll be on a panel or we will hold a separate workshop or we'll sign up for one-on-one -on -one meetings that people can, um, or we'll hold one-on-one -on -one meetings that people can sign up for ahead of time. And these, of course, are all over the country. And this is our way of sort of getting out of the Toronto bubble, um, going to the East Coast. I went to Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories a year ago to, like, uh, have a little conference there with people, which, of course, they appreciated quite a bit because they're so far. Um, yeah, good. <laughs> for what? And then, yeah, I was thinking about just, like, booking a couple gigs there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, take my guitar and just kind of... Sing to the sea. <laughs> yeah, because we're working together, me and Melissa. Um, and um, yeah, she's already going out there for a wedding, so we figured she's already going to get in hotel stuff. If we could book a couple gigs, should be easy. Take advantage, to yes. On the board Definitely. And, uh, make the best out of a, out of a, a traveling weekend. That's fun. That, I, I love taking advantage of that. I might go to Halifax for the East Coast Music Awards in a few weeks just because I can go and meet some people and literally do what I'm talking about now what kind and of enjoy awards that. Are given to the East Coast Music awards? All the awards, the album of the year, the <laughs> pure just like Celtic music. 
there's a surprisingly small amount of that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. if you do go out to PEI and you, and Newfoundland, then yes, it's a lot more. But Nova Scotia is, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Um, cool. I think we covered like a lot of what we wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that came to mind since we started our conversation? Um, yes, I have some, some <laughs> I don't want to call them words of wisdom. I don't think I'm that wise, but tips uh, and encouragement is uh, a lot of artists get discouraged because the two programs I talked about, Artist Development and JSR, are really, really competitive, like extremely competitive. Uh, yeah, so there's three deadlines a year. Um, and of course, after listening to this wonderful podcast, please go to our website and look at uh, the deadlines and all the many details I'm sure you didn't remember from me speaking. But there's three deadlines and we get over a thousand every single deadline. And the amount of money we have can only stretch so far. So the like we can fund about 10% of JSR applications and about 15-ish percent of artist development. So, you know, it's like 40 people get funded and then 600 and something don't. So it's hard and sometimes you're within a point or 0.1 kind of thing of getting it, but it's we literally have to draw the line wherever the, the money stops. So it doesn't mean that your project is not deserving of funding. It doesn't mean that it was not liked. I've seen a lot of projects have very, very good uh, comments from jurors, which we encourage them to leave so that people can help improve their applications. It'll be like, wow, this is great. Nothing bad to say. Beautiful. Great. And then they don't get the funding. So it, it really is just there's only so much money. And we tell people apply every single round. If you don't get it, it does not mean anything. It just means that um, you're also competing with whoever happened to apply alongside with you in that round because you're just competing against the other artists. There is no cut off there is no you have to get a 90 out of 100 like it just it, that changes every single round so it's always different say though if i applied every round for like two or three years straight mm -hmm. i have a better chance because my name's been in the system a bit longer no no it definitely doesn't make a difference um i mean it's hard to say every juror has their own opinions and unique perspective on things and what they see but Juror, juror? <laughs> the juror, the juror. Yeah, and the jurors seen my name a couple times, but like it's not gonna make a difference. I mean, if the content is you know better than the last time, and my name's come across, I'm obviously like an ambitious person. It's not. I mean, it's hard to say. It's like I can't. I mean, I can't speak for that juror who maybe to some people it might make a difference, to others it might not. Um, yeah, it literally could. Um, and you also won't necessarily be getting the same juror every time because uh, we have about, we try to get at least six to seven different people looking at one application. But the next round, you might get a whole different group of six to seven people or a whole bunch of people that were available that round to adjudicate can't do it this because it's it's voluntary, right? We don't pay them. So we don't get to like force them to do this, uh, say they're not free. So you, that one person may not see your name three times a year for three years, right? It might be a d totally different person, so they have no idea if you've applied before or not. It really is, yeah. But either way, we say keep doing it. And I mean, uh, not to sound discouraging, but if for three years you've applied every single round and you still haven't gotten an artist development, 
uh, you probably need to rethink something um, or to see what am I doing wrong or why am I not getting it? So as much as uh, constructive criticism from jurors is sometimes difficult to take, I think it's a really, really important part of applying for a grant. And if you don't get it, take what they say uh, like to heart, not to heart. Oh my gosh. Like take it seriously make a change or look into it if it's something you completely don't agree with then by all means of course don't no one's saying change your music and it's never that it's always you know spruce up your marketing plan make sure you have realistic goals uh you need a better like a higher quality sound recording so it's always things that are not they're not personal it's not about your music it's just sort of how can your application be better next time take that advice use it and see if it makes a difference because i can tell you that um, I've seen a lot of artists come through, fail, take that advice, and then do really well because they they bothered to understand the value of it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Um, see, no, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to tell me, but is there like any way that you can make your yours sort of stand out, maybe among the rest? then it's not a secret anymore (laughs) um there really are no secrets i wish i could say there were and then not tell them to you but there aren't any way you can make you stand out like you said maybe industry standard um sound recording has to be yeah so so yes i think keeping in mind uh yeah you said yeah you said also like having I was going to say, I'm imagining somebody who's determined enough to be qualifying for a grant is probably already establishing themselves in the scene already, and they're already putting so much time and energy forth that maybe they won't even need a grant in the long run because it's already sure. been like yeah. forward. Yeah, there's people who make it work totally by themselves, and that's great. Um, that's, I mean, kudos to them, of course. If you can get grants, do them. It's pretty much free money, so I would never encourage people not to. Like, literally nothing to lose, except maybe some, like, late nights while you're working on it. Um, but to your question about um, what can you do to stand out, I think. Oh, my God, I just had. Oh, uh, yeah, our mandate um, seems like boring and unimportant but is actually really important our mandate and why factor was formed is to create or to help fund uh sound recordings that are commercially successful so uh to say this in the nicest way possible we are not an arts council so if you have this like really cool art project or like artsy music thing that you want to do that you know needs to be out in the world that's fantastic we are not the place for that so you go to the toronto arts council ontario arts council canada council for the arts uh there's lots of options um factor as much as people don't like it and it's like almost oh my gosh taboo to say that we want commercial success this is factors mandate and purpose so keep that in mind when you are submitting your your one track um, make it the one that sounds like it might be on the radio or make it the one that is going to be a really good single don't put forth your most experimental cool one it can still be on the album we don't care afterwards we're never gonna there's no penalty to not becoming commercially successful it doesn't matter no don't put that in there (laughs) Yep. Not go over well with 
like maybe keep that to the side and just put forth your uh, two to three minute really like easily digestible song um, no matter what your genre is and the thing is we do fund a lot of you know jazz and, and things that are not necessarily going to be on flow or whatever but yeah but I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind before you uh, put forth this sort of really uh, ambitious um, project or, or planned that maybe it just doesn't it doesn't fit and the jurors are not going to be receptive to it as much as that hurts go to a different arts council and get that funding and do your project it's it's uh, i'm sure it has a lot of merit but it's just not gonna work here so i think do that yeah. <laughs> do that with all that being said can you tell me your favorite success story okay so i'm gonna tell you my what I wish was my um, <clears throat> favorite success story uh, was Drake because <laughs> be because uh, he's my man and it's not him because he never got funding from us, but I had to throw it in. Uh, a really good one is The weekend. Hey, it's like Drake's little brother. Um, he came in for factor funding uh, when he was still a mysterious Toronto man who nobody knew what he looked like. Scarborough man whoops <laughs> and uh yeah he got funding for his mixtapes which then ended up being that whole trilogy thing and did really well so he's a great example of what I mentioned earlier starting out um as a general artist just getting some basic funding and no it, like you I don't know if you've heard of him but he's doing really well um <laughs> Uh, yeah, a commercial success, I would say, textbook. Um, so he made it through all those levels and he was still getting money when he was an artist three. Yeah, and then now, of course, he is not eligible anymore and he doesn't need our money. So that's a good one. Uh, our biggest one, I would say, besides like, you know, Metric and like all the kind of yeah. Canadian indie bands that were doing well. Yes, that's kind of nice. We have July Talk is also a, a super good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the ones in here are like, <laughs> oh no, we won't say who these people are. No, no, no. Um, the Sheepdogs, I mean, Dan, Dan Mangan does really well, right? He's a big uh, Factor fan. He talks about us a lot. Um, yeah, so we have some, some good ones. I mean, I literally have a list. Do you want me to read this list? So this is just a short list of people that I think are pretty cool that we've been funding somewhat recently and for a while. Uh, Weaves. Do you know Weaves? Oh my gosh, Weaves. Uh, Lido Pimienta, Ostra, Destroyer, Milk and Bone, Arkells, uh, Owen Palette, Always, Catronada, Charlotte Day Wilson, Grimes, uh, Bad Bad Not Good, Tribe Called Red, Strombellas, yeah. July Talk we mentioned, Half Moon Run. Uh, they went to, there you go. They London, yes, we got some Londoners there. I'm, I, I'm glad I threw one in. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's a long list, and you can actually see all these people. Um, all of our funding is publicly available to see so if you go on our on our website under recipients you can see um how much money went to who under what program so yeah uh ca.ca <laughs> ca. uh yeah so that's all there if you're ever interested in like who got funding in the past round or whatever that's all public information the details of course are not but you can see the amount and the program and the and the uh, the recipient awesome i think that's about it cool thank you so much Karina. thank you really yeah it was great Yes. <laughs> Let's go see my cubicle. Right, <laughs> Great. Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Check me out at fanbird.com. Don't forget to check out hingerecords.com. And we will catch you on the flip side. Peace.